Greetings. Before we get started, the Whole Ugly Truth crew wants to thank you very much for helping us to keep our show going. Despite their awesomeness, Jamie and Paula are not radio DJs, professional comedians, or celebrities. So it's only by your loyalty and sharing the show that the ugly truth continues to grow. So thanks, honorary Uggs, or hugs as we like to call you. We really appreciate the support. And now, on with the show. You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs. It's the Uggs. Jamie? God, all I dreamt about was feeding my face full of bread. And Paula? I'd be like swinging from the rafters! Ah! Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Hello, it's the Ugly Truth. It's episode 147. Ugh, ugh. Uh, it is Groundhog's Day. I don't even, I never really understood the whole Groundhog Day. Like, they come, it comes, Puxatawney Phil comes out, and if he sees his shadow, we get more winter or less winter or spring is early or something of that nature. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I, I just look on my calendar and it tells me what day spring is, so I, beyond that, <laughs> I don't really know much about the groundhog and what he what he means. Yeah, I've never understood the tradition. I mean, I know I should probably, you know, look it up or something, but I don't, I never understood it. They put a little top hat on a little groundhog or something, and I don't even know what they do exactly, but I know that there's a really good movie called Groundhog Day. I hate that movie, but yes, I, well, it's it gives me anxiety, but oh. that's just because, you know, the guy repeats the same day every day when he wakes up, but yeah, yeah. I did watch The Groundhog coming out today, and oh. he said that it will be an early spring, Okay, so then. I don't know if he saw a shadow or not, but that just, Whatever but they he say did say is... it'll be an early spring. What I mean, it, to me, it's kind of a weird tradition, because I've seen the events in the past where they basically stand around and wait for... For this thing to come out of a hole in a tree or something, right? A cave? I don't really I don't know. even know what it is, but it comes out and I'm like, how do they arrange or orchestrate this event for the perfect time for when this critter, I mean, do they get like a cattle prod and push it out? Like, how do they make it come out? I'm sure they have like a little pre-designated area built into this town square somewhere. And they put the and thing in there. They and... put it in there and then they take it out, you know. Seems a bit And cruel. they have all these city officials. They're all wearing tuxedos and top hats as well. Right. So, I mean, it's it's obviously a big, you know. To do. Hoopla. I don't know. But... I find it really odd and I feel like it's kind of mean to the poor little badger well, I mean, why are we doing this to I ourselves don't know. I, I mean, mean and then there's like a big crowd and everyone's like all freaked cheering. out and like cheering and like, i'm just you, like you know what i would be if i was there something i would never do in my life if i was if that was me i'd be like okay listen it's cold it looks it's in pennsylvania for god's sake <laughs> like it's very early this starbucks isn't cutting it and i'm really tired let's move it on Let, why can't we do this like in the afternoon where there's, you know, space heaters and no. I don't know, no, hot chocolate. It's not a bucket list item for me. It is Definitely not. not. It's no. something I'm fine to watch <laughs> on my television, you know, if it's if it's on. Recapped on the news. <laughs> but I don't need to see it. And I don't even feel the need to acknowledge it, to be honest. I'm not going to say anything about it on Facebook or anything. <laughs> me either. I'm not. I don't care. Although I did read last year when they did this, like they dropped the groundhog and it died or something. (laughs) 
Seriously. I wouldn't even care about that. Well, please, Paul, I run over squirrels regularly. I care less about those rodents. I think a groundhog would be bigger, though. I get it, but I'm like, what? Honestly, what is Groundhog's Day? It's just, I can't even believe we've declared a day of it. It's just I would like stupid. an stupid. I would like a day. Can I have a day? Can I have a day where I I come out of my house looking fabulous, and they go, okay, she looks this way. She saw her shadow. Three weeks of spending. You know, God, I don't if know. I saw my shadow, it's called you know a <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, okay. So speaking of disappointment. Daryl, well, he's ill. Oh. He is very, very ill, actually. Does he have the flu? Hey, okay, so he, last week, this, I'm, I'm going to get to it, but last week, first of all, if it sounds a little different, it's because I'm downstairs recording this today. I'm not in my bedroom studio because Daryl is convalescing up there. Oh, okay. But he's like in bed, bedridden. Oh. <laughs> so... Oh. We're on day one of true illness, and so I have sympathy, and so that has not waned because it's- You're within the first 24 hours? Yes, I am. And so early, like I'd say like Thursday of last week, Wednesday or Thursday, I was actually fighting a cold. I was grumpy. I didn't feel well. I had a fever, runny nose, headache, but within two days, I rebounded, and I mean, other than being a little sluggish- I mean, I'm feeling fine now, but that was like five days ago. So I'm feeling great. You know, I, I fought it off. You know, I actually, I sweated it out. I did some workouts and that usually helps me uh, get past things sometimes. And so I did that and it worked. So anyway, um, it was, I don't know what day it was, but I said, yeah, I think I'm fighting a cold a little bit and I was warm. And he said, you know, I'm kind of feeling it right here in my chest. And I looked at him and I said, listen, I realize that when you don't feel perfectly normal, you think something's wrong with you. This is a very typical male reaction. However, understand that I don't feel well. So this isn't about you today, okay? And I, not only do I truly not feel well, I, I have a fever and I, I have no room to feel for you about what you might think you feel, okay? This is not about you today. Sorry. This is about me not feeling well. Yes. I didn't ask how you didn't feel. Exactly. It's like I this how we turn this into the Daryl show is beyond me because I act, you know, because I actually commented about something about my personal health that I don't feel well about. So apparently that opened up the floodgates for you to let me know about all of your ills, but I'm shutting it down now. I've given it enough attention as it is. So <laughs> we went through our weekend flawlessly everything was fabulous so yesterday he's like you know i'm really i'm really starting to feel like i'm fighting something and i said oh okay well maybe you are because i did and now i'm fine so he went to work and about two o'clock he uh texts me and he said i'm hitting a wall and i said what do you mean he goes well i'm not feeling i'm really not feeling well and i said okay i said well we'll we'll just see how it goes and then an hour later he called me <laughs> he's like i don't i don't think i'm i i if i feel like this i'm not going to work tomorrow and i said well that's serious cuz daryl does not like to miss work so all night long <coughs> he went straight to bed when he got home yesterday and tossed and turned all night long i gave him medicine advil he had a bad fever he had the chills I did feel very badly for him. The only thing he didn't do was throw up or oh. diarrhea. Oh, okay. And so he was really sick. Well, of course, so we, I did not sleep all night. He didn't sleep all night because he was covered. In, you know, he was just mucusy and he couldn't use, you know, every once in a while, I can't swallow. 
And I said, all right, and let me get you some Advil, you know, and we got him water and whatever he needed. So I wake up this morning and I take Malia to school and I come back and he's just pathetically ill. Like he's so sick. And so in my mind, when I was laying there and he was doing the whole coughing and trying to clear his throat every 30 seconds on the mark, I was getting irritated. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. So I finally, I'm like, okay, let's just remember that he's very ill and that you can get up and leave. So that's what I did. And so I was downstairs drinking my coffee, listening to my podcasts, you know, you know, playing my little Facebook game, just, you know, it was eight in the morning and I was just trying to get my day started. And here he comes sauntering down his robe and his pajamas and his hair is all wild. Like, what are you doing? He goes, I, I think I need some tea. And I said, all right. So I made him his tea and he's just, I mean, he's just a big baby. I mean, I don't know how long it's been since since Victor has been genuinely ill where he's bedridden, but it's has been a really long time since Daryl's been this sick. Even if he gets really sick like that, I think he just knows better than to even try anything like that with me because <laughs> I literally have zero sympathy. Just zero. Well, In fact, yeah. Victor's due to get his tonsils taken out this month. And did you uh, did you at least offer him a ride? No, I I have a doctor's appointment that day, and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm like I have a doctor's appointment that day. I'm like, I guess I can reschedule it. And he's like, mm -hmm. well, he's like, let's just see how it goes. Maybe you can just drop me off and come back and get me. I'm like, no. I'm like, don't be ridiculous. I'm like, I I can probably just reschedule it. He's like, well, let's just wait and see. I'm like, no. I'm like, I I'm fine. I'll I'll reschedule. Uh -huh. And so I mean, he already doesn't want to like impose on well, me because he knows that he's having a surgical procedure right <laughs> so well, and i feel bad that i've already made it like so clear in the almost 12 years that we've been together that i don't like to to care for or deal with ailments when they're men yeah but i mean i definitely will you know help him i'll, I'll make sure that whatever it is that he's getting done that he'll take his medicines mm -hmm. on a regular basis take his antibiotics you right. know i'll make sure he gets whatever bras or ice creams or whatever he has to do to sure. make sure everything he's staying hydrated and steers clear of infection and things like that right. you know i will but I know he'll he'll be trying to do the most he can and not necessarily to spare me. I mean, Victor also, he's got a bit of an ego, so he tries to prove that he can, <laughs> you know, do what he can to not to avoid having to be a burden. Well, see, that's the difference, I think, because uh, most people, most men, when they when they've been mothered in their life, they revert to that when they don't feel right. And okay. so... Daryl is all too eager to be mothered when he doesn't feel well. And it's oh, not, okay. he's just, that's just the way he is. Now, I would consider myself a very good mother when my children are ill, whether they're sure. two months old or 20 years old, I will mother them. Your children? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. They're my children. Like when Mackenzie, she got this scourge. She's the one that brought this plague into our house. Thanks, God. Starbucks. And she was very sick and so and i was i said you might i'm putting you to bed you know i'm taking care you know this and that I'm, I'm i i checked on her all night long i went in there every few hours to make sure she was breathing and you know did the whole thing and she's almost 21 but it's like you you know they're your they're your little chicks and right. you want to make sure they're fine and so daryl sees that and thinks well now i'm sick i get the mothering too right i mean no. he's not actively thinking that way <laughs> 
because the thing is, is when I'm deathly ill, I don't get mothering. I am the mother. So I'm on my own. If like, if I'm really, really sick, I clean my room on death's door so that I don't have to deal with it because I know that no one's cleaning it. Well, when I get sick, I don't tell anyone. I just, usually they figure it out eventually. Right. That's but I mean, you. I try not to tell anybody because I just don't want anyone bothering me. <laughs> it's true. But life goes on and you don't get it. You don't, there's no respite when moms get sick. And so I will be, I remember I was, after I had the surgery, after I had my intestines taken out, I was driving Malia to school two days after I got back from the hospital. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no rest for the weary mother ever. No, not usually. So I'm laying there in bed this morning listening to him clear his throat. And it was like, it was like an alarm, like every 30 seconds, every 30 seconds he was clearing his throat. And I said, okay, you know what? Today, today, today is the only day that I am not going to get angry with this because he's very, very ill. The fever thing is usually what gets me sympathetic is the fever. Well, it's true. When you have a fever, I mean, it it means you really are sick. You're really, really sick. And so I said, no, I'm going to fight my urges to tell him to suck it up because when you're feverish, you're really useless. It's legit. Yes. And so I excuse myself from the bedroom and I that's why I'm recording downstairs so that he can rest and sleep and, you know, do his thing. He's got one day. He's got one day. <laughs> Unless, of course, the fever doesn't go away, then, you know, now we're doing other things. But, you know, right. that's when the anxiety kicks in. That's when it's like, do you think I need to go to the doctor? Oh, God. And I'm like, no, you don't. You need it's to a, rest. It's a virus. Your body's fighting it. You need to sleep. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to work. I, and I'm like, okay, spare me. You're not you – can, you can't even feed yourself at this, this point. This isn't the Wild West. It's not like you have, you know, the <laughs> we, Black Plague. Yeah, it's not like we're – it's not like we're burning the sheets to, to eliminate the, the, the germs. I don't even dignify those comments with a response. I usually just say, <laughs> take a drink. I'm leaving. Yeah. And I said, is there anything else you need? Because oh, <laughs> and he did this and I – I secretly rolled my eyes, not for real, because I, I, like I said, the fever really changes it a little bit. He came downstairs and he's sitting there. He goes, well, can I have some tea? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I made him some tea. And I would have been like, yeah, it's in the kitchen. Go ahead. <laughs> and so I, I did it. <laughs> and he goes, you know what? He goes, I, I'm feeling quite lightheaded. I think I'm going to go back upstairs. I'm like, you think you're going to make it? You think you can go? Because you were able to come down here and ask for tea. I'm just wondering. I just, yeah, I, I don't even know how you deal with that, to be honest, Jamie. Well, like I said, it hasn't been tw even 24 hours. He came home late last night from because he had to take the late train home. And so, you know, I granted him a lot of leniency. But, you know, we'll see how he's doing at tw hour 24. We'll see, you know. And you're right. It, there's only so much I can do. And then he, what happens is when I know that he's recovering and he's no longer in danger of anything – there's suddenly it's like I've neglect you know I neglect him now he's just walking around <sighs> you know what do we do here because I'm like I have a life to live I guess I'll be grateful the next time Victor gets sick because you know he doesn't do anything like that well yeah but see the whole powering through thing is usually a display that I find resentful you know it's like you know what okay thank you oh brave one for showing me that you can take care of yourself like a like an adult Awesome. You know, I just, I'm usually sitting on the couch with my laptop. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. 
<laughs> like, glad you're feeling better. <laughs> I and, and and the thing is, is that I it's not like Daryl is is alone. I mean, the, they have their thing that they do when they're ill. You know, I mean, maybe there are women out there. I've never met one, but maybe there are women out there who really milk the whole I'm sick and I can't do anything. I've never met one, especially if you have children. I've never met a woman who can milk the whole I'm so sick I can't. I literally can't even lift a finger. I've never done. No, I'm going to be like an old Chinese man. I'll end up having like <laughs> stomach, you know, stage five stomach cancer and I'll just go in my bedroom and die. And no, <laughs> and one, no will one will ever know. know. They're like, she never even let us know. She never said a word. She just briefly mentioned that she had a cramp, you know? <laughs> I know. It's so true. If you're anything like the Uggs, you must love shopping. The Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com is a great place to do just that. You'll find Amazon and other online shopping links there just by visiting UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. So get well soon, Producer Dub, because I know that you have to edit this show. So, you know, hopefully you can lift your hands to edit our show. Glad your wife cares enough. Take a Theraflu. I told him I'd make him soup. Well, you so. need to make him something because you know he he does. He could be lightheaded just because he's hungry. I mean, I fed him last night. I made right, him, I right. gave him soup and and drugs. And I said, you know what, you really need to do is you need to, you know, oh god, and he's doing the open mouth breathing thing. Well, and just make sure you use caution when you give him medication because you know he gets all weird when he takes medicine. Well, he does get anxiety. So he gets anxiety. Like, am I supposed to feel this way? Is this normal? Slip him a half an out of van and tell him it's an aspirin. I have um, scoured the house. Actually, when we're done recording, I'm going to go to Walgreens and I'm going to try to find something that's going to knock his ass out for four yeah. hours. I think that yeah. will be helpful for me. But just make sure he takes it with food so that way he doesn't, you know, wake <laughs> up shaking or something. <laughs> Lapsing. He's like, I don't know. What was in that medication? Am I allowed to take this with Advil? Freak out. <laughs> really? Then. Call Dr. Fong and... Oh, geez. Dr. Fong will just suggest stretches. (laughs) God. That's all. That'll be weird. Then he'll be doing lunges in his robe. It's just be weird. (laughs) I don't know why, but Dr. Fong told me to do lunges and deadlifts. Sweat it out. And he'll start sweating. No, it's just a bad situation. Just make sure you eat something. Right. Well, before all of that occurred, we actually had a, a fun weekend. Malia had some friends over on Saturday, and then they all kind of dispersed, and she went and spent the night at someone's house Saturday night. And so Daryl and I said, hey, let's go see a movie. You know, I don't know what. I mean, we should pretend that we have a life and go out and do things. Yeah, really. So I said, we want to go see a movie. And he said, yeah. Now, we really want to go see The Revenant. I really want to yeah. see The Revenant. but. I just, I wasn't in, I, I didn't want to be stressed out. I didn't want to go and be stressed out. So I said, he really wanted to see Star Wars at the IMAX in, three, oh, yeah. in okay. 3D. And so I said, yeah, let's do that. And so we decided to go to a 930 showing at the IMAX to see it in 3D. So we make the trek up there. And when we get there, there is nobody in the theater. And oh, so really? I posted a picture on Facebook. I said, you have no idea how much it costs to rent out the IMAX theater for yourself. I saw that and I'm just like, they really didn't do that. No, <laughs> no, but it was awesome because 
a friend of mine told me, he's like, if you're going to go to IMAX and you're going to see the movie, sit as far back as you can, like the last row. Right. Because it's so big, you want to be able to see everything. And I said, all right, awesome. So we we got middle back. We Our heads were under the projector. And we were just sitting there, you know, chatting it up and having a good time, you know, joking about things. And then another couple came in and they sat right in front of us. Are you Bo- kidding me? No. And I'm like, there are like 700 seats. And that's where they sat. But what I started to realize, because more people started coming in, was everybody sits in the back. That's the whole point. Oh, okay. So everybody – and I, I joke – I mean, could you still see? Yes, because the, the way the IMAX is, is every seat, you can see everything. So oh, okay. the seats in front of you are way low. So and, – and – you couldn't – I couldn't – I could stretch my legs all the way out and still not touch the chair in front of me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but it was weird because we were having like a discussion. We weren't talking about sex or anything, but it, we, you know, we were just discussing things because there was nobody there. And then suddenly this couple came and sat down directly in front of us. And ultimately what I realized was everybody sits high. Nobody sits low because it's right. IMAX. So we're sitting there watching it. I've never been to an IMAX 3D. Ever. Oh, it was 3D at that. Okay. Yes. And so um, we put the, the, the glasses on, make us look like flies. <laughs> and okay. And then the, it tells you, it's like, okay, everybody, there's a big message that says, put on your 3D glasses. So I put on my 3D glasses. I'm like, well, this is an adventure. This is exciting. And all of a sudden, it starts blinking green, like like a stoplight. And I, it did it for quite a while. And I turned to Daryl, I go, is this part of the show? Like, is this, is it, are they like, is this something we need to go through to get prepared? I don't understand. Was it a test or what? Yeah. I go, is it, he goes, no, something's wrong. And so I said, well, then I'm taking these dumb things off because I feel like I'm going to have a seizure like at any yeah, moment. Right. So I took them off and then some guy gets up and he wa- and he leaves and then they the projector gets turned off and we sit there in the dark for like five minutes. And I said, okay, well, this is this isn't going well. Are we going to see a movie tonight or what's going on? And so finally... It starts. We get we get a couple of previews and then it says Disney because, you know, Star Wars is Disney. And I went, OK, here we go. And then it's this black and white and it says Miss, it says May 1951. And I said, I don't remember this part of Star Wars the last time we saw it. And he says, well, I think this might be a preview. And everybody's kind of standing around talking. And then Chris Pine shows up. What? Yeah. And I went, is this a preview? Like, are we looking at a preview right now? Some other movie coming out? And he goes, no, it's that movie about the Coast Guard where they're like saving people. It's a movie that just came out. I can't think of the name of it, but it came out. And I said, what? What's happening? And I turned to Daryl and go, are we in the wrong theater? He goes, I don't know. So he gets up. Daryl gets up. Another guy gets up and they leave. This lady comes over to me and she goes, excuse me, is this the Star Wars theater? (laughs) I said, I think so. I have no idea. They started showing us the wrong movie. What the heck? We did not get to see our actual film. And like, it was almost an hour before they actually showed us. Are you kidding me? No. And I said, are we not going to see Star Wars tonight? They (laughs) have one job. One one job. stupid job. (laughs) It's crazy. It's so crazy. And I asked Daryl, I go, was that guy leaving with you to go tell them? He goes, yeah. He goes, friggin' idiots. And so everybody comes in, settles in. Someone brought a baby. And I thought, oh, awesome. Who brings a baby to the movies? The IMAX movie, too. I mean. Especially at like 9 o'clock at night. Well, by the time we saw it, it was almost 1030. So, yes. It's so. 
I would have left and asked for a refund. I asked Daryl. Knowing me, I'm tired. I know. And I asked Daryl, I said, are we going to get our money back? I mean, I mean, and all I was was a bunch, just a bunch of questions because I, like I said, never been to an IMAX. And I said, you know, I was under the impression that IMAX 3D films were supposed to be like the creme de la creme, like the best of the best. And I was not impressed <laughs> with any of it. Well, so and far, so, no way. The, yeah. Now, the the movie and the 3D part was pretty cool. I'm wondering if there's a way for you to purchase your own 3D glasses so that you can just bring your own with you. If I'm going to make this a regular thing, I think I want to buy my own because, you know, they just sanitize those things, I hope. And then you they re- never know. reuse them, you know, or maybe I hope they at least Lysol them down. But I'm sure they do. But something. I mean, you probably could. I'm sure you could go on Amazon and just look. I just think that if that I would feel more comfortable if it was just my own stuff on there and not some other woman's cover up or some dude's hair gel. That's gross. On the thing. I would want it to just be. I mean, I it, it appeared clean. I looked at them before I put them on my face. But still, you know, to me, it's like, do you wipe these things down? I mean, I didn't want to be that person. Who grabs something and he says, excuse me, do you, do you sanitize these with Clorox wipes or whatever? Because, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions. What would you do if the guy's just like, no, we just let people wipe them on their asses and then put them <laughs> on your face? I'd be like, do you have a Clorox wipe? Do you have any degreaser in the back? <laughs> He'd be like, why are you asking me? You know you have them in your purse, you germaphobe. <laughs> I pay I pay $10. I get paid $9 an hour to give you plastic frames for your face. You germaphobic bitch <laughs> why do you even go out in public <laughs> i would almost want to shake that guy's hand and then use my hand sanitizer to like you know wipe it off and be like, like thank, thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but it was good it was neat to see it again actually you you didn't go see it right your son saw it with his dad yes they went and yes. saw it and i don't even know if they saw it in 3d or did they see it in regular d it doesn't matter know. you know we we did we and i indulged daryl to do the imax 3d thing i don't need to do that but it was cool and it didn't give me a headache or anything so that was nice it was neat to see star wars again because we hadn't seen it since it opened so yeah. it was super cool um did you watch the sag awards no, I didn't even know they were on. Like, I wish they would be giving more notice about these kinds of awards. Maybe the SAG Awards aren't that, like, important or they, – Well, <clears throat> the SAG Awards, the SAG members do the voting. It's not right. some random judging panel or a group of people. It is the entire SAG union or whatever. Uh-huh. The vo- They're the voters. They're the ones that decide who wins what awards. Oh, okay. So it's a little more like they're voting for their peers. And so entertainers or actors tend to find a SAG award far more important than a Golden Globe or an Oscar because their peers are voting and they get kind of a sense of what they really like versus what some random group of Europeans like necessarily. Right. So the SAG Awards, they're far more relaxed. The winners are really, really nervous when they win because they're standing in front of their friends and, and, you know, people that they, they respect. And, and they also know that they're mm-hmm. incredibly honored because they, these people that they're, they're staring at them are the ones that chose them. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, which I think is kind of neat personally. So right. Leo, Leo won. Leo DiCaprio won. Yeah. And uh, Kate Winslet was sitting at his table and gave him a big old hug cool. and kiss. And you cool. know, you know, everybody wants us two to get together, even though she's happily married. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be the best 
Well, it'll never happen. I know. But, but I mean, I, it's just one of those things that, you know, they're like BFFs. And so you're like, come on, guys. They're just, best friends. Yeah. They are good friends. Plus, he likes him young and tall and thin. So although he's single right now. Pretty much. Although I did hear he was palling around with Rihanna again. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that might just be. I uh, think it's his go-to when he's in between blondes. It could be. I don't really know what what that's all about. I don't it's either. Hard to say. Well, hey, everybody has that person that when you're in, when you're single and you're in between serious boyfriends, there's always that guy you call. She's a little exotic, so she might just be something fun. And I, you know, she doesn't really do anything serious either. So. No, but that's what I'm saying. But you know, when you're when you're in the middle of being in love, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but there was always a go to that I could call. Uh, you know, I never really did that. Not you didn't really. have somebody that you could that you could call to hook up with or just be with when you weren't in between boyfriends or when you were in between? No, I don't know why. I just I never really had a a steady on the side. I mm. just didn't really go that route. I mean, there was I'm trying to think. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, it is what it is. But it seems like some people, when they're in between boyfriends or girlfriends, there's always someone they can they can call like, hey, what are you doing right now? Oh, nothing. Are you seeing anybody? No, not really. You want to get a drink? Sure. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, for, for a weekend and then you move on and you do other things. There's always yeah. there's always that option. And I think that's her his option. It seems Rihanna seems I don't to be think that. he ever has a shortage of women available for him. No, so. but he, you know, he can afford to be picky, but, you know, maybe Rihanna's his, you know, his friends with benefits. Could be. Who knows? Anyway, so he was there, but now, and you did not watch Grease Live, right? No, I boycotted that. Yeah, that was foolish. Well, I mean, it will be on demand if it's not already available on demand. Yes. And so I might pursue it. You, you know, should. I have... I have little kids, so it's it's not. It's very. It was on. It was on. First of all, it was on Fox, and it was very edited. Like there's okay. no bad words. There's no. They don't even allude to sex at okay, all. Okay, I did. Well, because I mean, the original Grease. I mean, it's so sexually laced, and this one is I mean, not. It's, it's not one that no, I can watch. No, no, no. It isn't at all. Actually, anyway, the reason that I bring that up, along with the SAG Awards, is they had something in common, and that is diversity and it was very interesting because it was really obvious and i don't mean like uh obnoxiously obvious like they were like they went overboard to try to make it look like oh look at us we're benetton ad you know it wasn't anything like that but it they literally cast and voted for the best performer Mm-hmm. The only – now, the Grease thing, I want you to watch it just so we can talk crap about it because there's a lot about it I didn't like. Okay. Because we're Grease hard – I mean, we're not alone. There's a lot of hardcore Grease fans as far as the yeah. movie goes. But understand that the Broadway show is also a, a completely different animal. So sure. this was a mix of both. They they used a lot of the script lines, a lot of the, the script to entice those of us who love the movie. But the Broadway part of it was – Amazing. And it was really well done. Vanessa Hudgens was just the best Rizzo ever. Which she was, is ridiculous considering she just found out her dad died before I know, this show went on. I know. But you know what? She's a professional and she yeah. worked it and she was by far the standout of them all. Juliana Huff was boring as milk toast. And oh, the, really? The guy – well, the dancing part was amazing. But the guy they cast for – okay, first of all, the guy they cast for Kaniki was shorter than Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> and the guy they cast for Danny Zuko 
looked like uh, a guy uh, he look you know what he looks like he looks like one of those privileged kids who acts like his life is terrible but it's really not like he has oh, nothing to complain was he about like totally emo no he was like this clean cut guy who just happened to grease his hair back and he he That's just dumb. there was there was just no grit to him at all and there was a lot of complaints about that actually because i'm like i guess i just like my danny zuko a little bit edgier you know i liked it well, yeah. you know you want him to look like he's lived some life that he lives in the poor part of town and you know i mean he was cute they would have done good to find like a good mexican or something you know or an italian you know, yeah. an Italian guy, you know? Yeah. Can Nikki looked more Italian than, than the Danny Zuko they got. This guy looked like well, Luke Perry. You know they probably found some dancers, and that's the problem. But No, I well, I don't know. For, I think this guy is an actor that people like. I'm not sure. I don't really oh, know maybe. who. I've never who seen knows. him in my life. But um, the only, but the biggest complaint I had of all is the woman that they cast for Cha-Cha, De Gregorio. First oh, of all. Oh, really? Wasn't Latin. And what? she had, she looked like a gymnast. She had no boobs at what? all. None. None. I'm like, how can she pull anything out of her <sighs> shirt? I mean, there's is, nothing there. Am I having a nightmare? I mean, <laughs> what is this? I was looking at going, and not only that, but her dress was hideous. It was so ugly. And I went, what is, this girl looks like she was pulled out of a sink. Like a drain. So were they just like literally only focusing on the dancing aspect of she, this? Oh, and that was the other thing. I was watching it going, okay, this is the school dance part. And I said, you know what? Maybe the reason they cast her is she's some ridiculous, amazing dancer. And because Cha-Cha was a good dancer. That was right? the whole point. She was the best dancer at St. Bernadette. Horrible. She was horrible. She was. She barely even moved. And I went, okay. Whose daughter is this? I was because just going to say, what is she, way. the director's daughter? Or this is the like only that? way this I mean, girl is in this show. She's so bad. But my point, but on the diversity part of it, uh, the, the, the girl that played Marty Maraschino was black. They had a, a, a fully diverse cast and it didn't change anything. It made it, it was amazing because they were cast, except for the ones I told you, everybody was cast perfectly. And the SAG Awards, the same thing. Diversity. People who won deserve to win, not because they were black, because they were the best of the choices. It was so refreshing. And I thought, you know what? Now I can see what everybody's bitching about. Now I can see it. Because normal humans who are in the, who enjoy entertainment, enjoy just the very best available, not just because they're black or white or Latin or whatever. You know, it was really, really cool. You know, and it's ridiculous that this to me, you know, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith would be the one to come out and say something. I'm like, okay, I'm like, you're not seeing this because it has anything to do with diversity and right. everything to do with the fact that your husband had a movie come out and he didn't get nominated. And no one noticed. Exactly. You know, that's what right. it has to do with. And exactly. same thing with Spike Lee. You had a movie come out and it didn't get nominated. Right. And that's now you're what mad. it is about. And it, it must be because you're black. And it's just so subsequently that you both are African American. But Right. Don't talk about diversity because there have been other African Americans who have achieved, you know, ac nominations and Academy Awards and have also been, you know, not only African American, but Hispanic mm -hmm. and Asian and, you know, right. other cultures as well, Indian. And yeah. so, I mean, it, the Academy is diverse. It's just, right. you know, it, it just wasn't your year. Not even your year, Jada Pinkett Smith. It, it's never been your year because you're, you're a sucky actress. <laughs> But it wasn't your <laughs> so husband's true. year, period. 
I and know. Spike Lee, you're just weird well, sometimes. He's, he's an angry he's an angry person for sure. And so I, I mean um, it just it I do agree. Their arguments carry no weight. That's just my opinion. I well, I agree with your opinion actually, especially well, this year I agree. I I the thing is is that I don't all I know is that what I saw this weekend was what it should always be. Diverse. The best man wins. Black, white, Latin, it doesn't matter. The only, the, actually, the, the only one that probably shouldn't have gotten it was uh, Mario Lopez played Vince Fontaine and he was horrible. Other than that. Really? That surprises me. He would have made a great Vince Fontaine. I will tell you why he didn't make a great Vince Fontaine. It wasn't because he wouldn't be perfect for the role. It was because, you know, Vince Fontaine, if you recall, talks like a million miles an hour. That's the whole point. Remember, he's like a DJ. He's like, da 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 da, and let's on oh, with the show. You know what? And Mario Lopez smiles too much when he talks. Yeah, and he was like, and on with the show. It was oh, so that's slow. Too bad. So unfortunately, they should have had Tom Berger on do it. He's I good. oh, he would have been good. Except, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> yes, except that Marty Maraschino, you know, comes on to him, and although she, tur- what's funny is because, like you said you were concerned about the sexual undertones, she actually blows Vince Fontaine off. She goes, wow, looking at you now, I didn't realize how you were so what? And he goes, so what? So handsome? She goes, no, so old. And she walks away. And that's the end of it. Oh. So there's... Well, then that would have worked for Tom Bergeron because, I mean, even though he's older, he's still pretty slick. Well, Mario Lopez is old, too. (laughs) We just forget. that old. Maybe Scott Baio, then? (gasps) Scott Baio's so cute. I'm just saying, you need someone who's kind of... Who's got like that schmooze factor? Yes, but like yes. But Mario Lopez, he just looks too happy all the time, and you need someone a little bit sleazier. What was interesting is when I was watching it, I was I was sitting there casting the show because I'm thinking of who would have made a better, you know? Oh, and like okay, this was a big problem for me. They use boys to men for the um, Frenchie scene when she's talking about going back to high school or beauty school dropout. Um, they use boys okay. to men. Well, I guess that's a pretty... I mean, I didn't even know they were still alive. Well, but. they're bloated and old, first of all. <laughs> they're not teen throbs. But well, I mean, what other options would you pick? In sync? Well, I mean, Paula, that's what I said. Because the thing is, is that she's sitting here and it's she's sitting there going, oh, da, da, da. So then it, everything changes. like, your story's sad to tell. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope it's Justin Timberlake. Because no. he'd be perfect. He'd never do it in a million or, years. Or like 98 Degrees or, you know, someone, some of those, one of those boy bands, you know, that, that can Boys do it. I think Boys a good choice. Well, I didn't think it was a good choice. They were off key, first of all, because they're old. And second, there was no singular heartthrob to like woo her. It was just these three guys doing the temptations, harmonizing poorly, by the way, I felt. And I'm, th- you know, and Daryl was like, "Oh, look, it's boys to men." I go, "Oh, really? Come on, man!" You know, there's. I don't know. I disagree. I think that would have been a. G- I think that's a good choice. <laughs> well, it looked like a bunch of dads up there singing to this little teenager. <laughs> well, so. I mean, that's probably very true. Poor casting. I mean, I just didn't think the casting was as as. But then, you know, you're also talking about it is a Fox production, and well, it's I mean, not- it could have been worse. It could have been One Direction or something awful. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I would have hated my life if that had happened. <laughs> well, I encourage you to, to to try to watch it. Now, I haven't steered you wrong on the Angie Tribeca train, right? No, that, I don't know, Jamie. I don't think I'm going to watch Grease now. I'm going to be honest. Why? Just, because it already sounds terrible. But It was so bad. It was good. Plus, you have to see Rizzo. She's good. And Frenchie yeah. makes an appearance. She's the waitress. 
She plays the waitress. Oh, that's good. It's like really her. cute. No, Andrew Tribeca. So we started to watch. It was just yes. one night, and I told Victor, I'm like, because there was nothing on TV, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Emil, Jamie told me about this new show. I'm always try watching it, and it was like, it was already like ten o'clock at mm-hmm. night, and so I'm like, it's only a half an hour. So we started watching it. I kid you not. We watched like six episodes. It was like almost one o'clock in the morning. And I I'm told like, you. We, I'm like, we have to go to bed. <laughs> but it is so flippin' funny. I knew you'd love it. What we love about it is, okay, so obviously in the beginning, you know, they they fashion it after um, Airplane. CSI. Well, they do. But they fashion it after CSI Miami. Yes. So they do the initial like, ah, like yes. the screaming. And it's always like a a new way introduction to someone screaming. Mm-hmm. And so the guy was like holding the coffee pot and burning his hands or, <laughs> you know, I don't know, someone's getting stabbed with something. or yes. So there's always that. Or when they're ever at the, the crime scene, there's like the new rookie cop throwing up somewhere. Right. Well, I mean, don't you love the dog? The, do- the dog is funny, yes. <laughs> there's always, what is, what's the other repeat thing that always happens? Oh, what? the lab doctor how he's always pretending to be disabled in some fashion (laughs) that is so i i personally find that very funny (laughs) and i don't know why he does that why not but he's always like especially when he came down and he was um he tried to talk using that uh computer the same thing Stephen Hawking uses (laughs) (laughs) the the computer and then he like he was kept trying to repeat the same word and it wasn't working. He's like, oh, screw this thing. And then he just stands up and walks over to them and yes. starts talking. It's very, I figured up your alley. You love Airplane. You I love, do. you know, Police Academy and those. And I do too, but I just thought, I can't believe that you haven't hooked onto this yet because this is something that you would just be like addicted to. A show that you would just not get enough of. I knew you would love it. I'm so glad you watched it. No, we did. We watched it in like two nights. We watched all 10 episodes. Well, there's new so... ones every Monday. Okay, so we'll have to keep watching them. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a very slapstick. Well, it's very parody. Kind of, yeah, parody kind of humor. Actually, and you, you know it's Steve Carell, right? Yes. And his so, wife. Yes. So that was kind of funny. But it's usually got a, a really famous celebrity every oh, yeah. week who oh, cameos yes, in yes. it. What was funny is when I I knew that it was Steve Carell because when they were pushing the crap out of this thing during the holidays, I'm like, well, you know, now watching it, now I know why Anchorman was so funny. He probably had a hand in a lot of that stuff. Probably. Because yeah. Anchorman's very parodied uh, during a lot of those scenes as well. No, that's definitely true. But I mean, sometimes the show, it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's so out there. I'm just like, this is like, it's funny because it's like, it's beyond ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, that's that's why it's so fun to watch. I think that's, yeah, it's pretty funny. But it's good that it's only a half an hour because I mean, beyond that, I'm like, I don't think I could handle much more. No, it's, that's, it's a, it's perfect timing. I mean, it's, it's, crazy. it's exactly what it should be. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. And now, back to the truth. I'm gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right. We're gonna transition to another topic because I'm curious about this. Now, I sent this to you earlier today, so I don't have a ton of information. I have about as much as you do. On January 25th, 
there was a product that was released and it is called Foria. And what it is are sup suppositories, uh, med marijuana suppositories that you can insert into your vagina to relieve cramps. Okay. For your menstrual cycle. So I sent you the link. Yes. And because what I I had read a little bit of a blurb about someone who did it. It was her experience using these suppositories, which I'll tell you about in a little bit. But I was it's forty four dollars for a four pack, and I'm like, God, that doesn't seem like very many. You know, like if you have if you're on your period, you need one like you need like eight, right? I don't know. Are they like time released or? I don't know. I don't really know. All I know is that it basically says, and the name of it is called Foria, F O R I A. It's been carefully crafted using a delivery system intended to maximize the muscle relaxing and pain relieving properties of cannabis without inducing a psychotropic high. So in other words, if you put these in your cooch, you're not going to get stoned. Okay. There's 60 milligrams of THC, 10 milligrams of CBD, which I don't know what that is. It's a vag vaginal suppository format that delivers the medicine directly to where it's needed. It's cocoa butter, distilled CO2, THC oil, and CBD isolate. It's essentially the same thing that you do to your brain when you smoke pot. When you put this in your vagina, it basically tricks, quote unquote, your body into uh, thinking that you're not in pain. So the nerves stop hurting. Like it's like soothing and, you know, you're basically getting your cooch stoned, essentially. Okay. I know. And it, But the only thing I haven't been able to find is how long it lasts. And it also said that some people actually do get a little high. Well, I would think so. I mean, you're still putting it in your body. Right. But it's but it's not like I don't know, you know, exactly. I I want to know how long. I mean, because I don't I don't get high and I don't use pots regularly ever. So I don't really know how long does I does it matter. Basically, I guess it matters on how long it lasts for you. Personally, like there's no way to say how long it will last. Would you use it? Would you do it? No, I would. I I wouldn't. Really? But, how come? You know, I only because I don't usually react well to pot in general when I've gotten high in the mm -hmm. past. So I just I don't. I probably wouldn't introduce it that way either. But that's just me personally. Really? It's not because I have anything against it. I just right. know that when I've when I've introduced pot to my body, I don't react well to it. So, and I'm guessing that people could probably insert this into other orifices of their body other than their vagina. Yes, I did read that. It said that- And use it to get high. <laughs> it said that, there because there's questions like on the frequently asked questions page, it says, will I get high when using it? And it says the majority of users do not report experiencing a psychoactive high when taking it vaginally or rectally. Because actually there's an oil that they also sell that you can use and people like drip it in their ass and it helps with backache and uh, hip pain and stuff. Like if you get, if you're on your period and you get back pain, which a lot of women do, they're yeah. saying that this helps. And they, they people do put it in rectally, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I don't like anything going into my ass. Just ask my doctor when he does it. He's got a really, you know, he should probably give me an Ativan before he does any kind of rectal exam because he's like, okay, you have to relax. I mean, 
I guess this would be worth trying if it truly does work for menstrual cramps. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the silly thing is, is, you know, you purchase it. I looked where you purchase it. You can't buy it online. You actually have to go to, have to a, go to store. a pot store. And so you would have to have a cannabis card yes. to purchase it. And mm-hmm. so if you're already at the pot store, you're probably already going to either buying a pot or you're buying whatever products you can get there, you know, brownies Um, or cookies or, you know. You know what? I don't, I don't know because I'm willing to say, oh, and they're also, they have something called Foria Pleasure where you squirt it on your cooch and apparently it is um, for sensual reasons. An enhancer? Yes. It's a, it says, is it a sex lube? It's not designed to be used as a traditional sex lube. It's intended to be applied as a pre-lube 15 minutes before climaxing. Oh, yes, because we all can time that. This time period allows the active compounds of the medicine to be activated and absorbed. While some women report experiencing enhanced sensations immediately, others say waiting up to an hour provides them with the best results. You know what I like to apply to my clitoris 15 minutes before climaxing? The bullet. A penis. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that does it. Well, there Typically. are some, look, there's some women who have a problem orgasming. And so well, this would probably be helpful. If you that haven't, if you don't have the silver bullet because you've, and you don't have, if, you, if you've never experienced an orgasm, ladies, we cannot tell you this enough. Go on to Amazon, search for the silver bullet. It's like $8. It's a little, tiny little miracle. Buy I really it. think there's women who haven't experienced yes. orgasm. Yes, I do. And so if you are really? one of those women, ladies, do it. I would not steer you wrong on this. <laughs> Get the bullet. If you're an adventurous soul and your wife refuses to do it, men, buy this for your wife or girlfriend or partner, whatever. Gift it to them. I promise you, you will have an orgasm. You won't need anything else. You will go, oh, that's how that's supposed to go. And then it just the floodgates will open. Right? Am I wrong? It's true. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It was the best five bucks I ever spent at a sex, one of those sex shopping parties, whatever those things were. Yeah. They were five bucks back when I got one. That's true. And you'll, you'll burn right through it. Anyway, so, I mean, the more I'm looking at this, it's like, God, man, putting, you know, putting things in your body in general is something you should question. But if you have one of those cycles where you are just you can't even function i think it's one of those things where it's like i'll try anything you well, know heck, i mean people use cannabis for cancer for god's sake right so, i mean it it's it, i think there's obviously something there for pain relief so i read an article which turned me onto this website because i didn't know what the website was i read an article about a woman who tried it And she said, I was afraid because I don't do things like this and I don't smoke pot. And so I didn't know what would happen. She, she had really bad cramps. So she went ahead and did it. She put it in the suppository and she's like, and within about 15 minutes, I had no cramps. She did feel euphoric. So she, there was some kind of response. There was over, a high. Overall. Sure. But she said, I was able to function. I, I was doing my work. I, you know, I felt great. I was happy, you know, and, but not high. And so, but she did it at night because she was afraid because she sure. has a job and didn't want to go into, go in stone. So because it worked so well, she did it the next day and did not worry about going to work or anything. She said it, it worked equally as well. It lasted long enough. And, you know, she, was all in. And she's like, I wouldn't necessarily go around purchasing one 
for every time of the month for every every month. Well, most of the time when you start your period, it's usually just the first, you know, day or two first that it's day totally killer. Yes. So, I mean, I can see why you would need to and and I know girls, especially if you have like endometriosis yes, or something like that, or exactly, you know, the, those first couple of days, oh, especially God, when you're as irregular as I am, it's you know, it's awful. And so I I can see the value in something like this, you right. know, when when things are you know awful, and it's good to know that it stays in too, because mm-hmm. you know when you're bleeding out your whole life, that <laughs> first when your life force is falling out of your body, basically when you every time you go to the back bathroom it's like a freaking crime scene in the toilet you don't know, sneeze it's, it's, god <laughs> don't even you know uncross your legs and recross them you know i swear to god there have been times where i wake up in the morning and i had started my period the night before and i wake up in the morning and i go i'm going if i even like cough <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna look like a murder scene in here so i, I like, know when i wake up and i like ugh, just shift my legs you slightly, know i'm just like we're changing the sheets you know that we're feeling burning, we're burning this mattress <laughs> it's like <laughs> it is the worst and it's like they don't call it the curse for nothing I feel like I, I need those, like, those, like, remember when we were little kids, they had those, like, potty training pants. They were just these giant plastic, like, pull-ups. bloomers. Yes. <laughs> That's what I need to sleep in. We need pull-ups for women. Oh, they do have them, but. I know they do, but yes, I mean. it's true. You'd think those giant super overnight pads they have, the ones that are basically giant diapers, diapers. in your underwear. Yeah. That those would be enough, but they're not. No. Yeah, I pull those things out, and it's like a giant horse saddle. <laughs> You know, you know, actually, you know, the, you know, the, the best uh, pads for heavy flow are those ones they give you when you have a baby and you they send you You can't buy those in the store, though. You can't. Man. You can't buy them. You you literally have to be given them. They're hospital grade pads. I should, for I should go to one of those medical stores where you drive by and they have like the oh. walkers on the sidewalk, <gasps> you know, yeah. like the display. See if they have those. <laughs> or they can, just, or, it's basically just like gauze in your underwear. Or they can sign old people's wheelchairs that are no longer needed with the tennis balls on the end oh, and God, you know yes anyways well we should move on so anyways yeah. the uh, website is foriapleasure.com f o r i a pleasure.com i i got to tell you that i see now there's there's way too much to do to get access to these but i would be interested in trying them well i think it's just a couple steps if, if you go to the doctor you spend the 150 dollars you see the cannabis doctor 150 dollars it's nothing jamie oh it's, well it's my, by all means deal. money bags go buy me the card <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so why don't we go ahead and move on to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. So mine is, it's a bit of a stretch this week, and it's not so much that I did anything awkward per se. It just speaks to our our, our awkwardness as ugly sisters. Yes. I We kind of had a busy weekend. It's, it's where it's feast or famine in, our, in everyone's lives. It is. You know, we haven't done anything for weeks, and then it just so happens that we planned a bunch of things, and it all happened in the same weekend. We didn't mean to. And so we were busy on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. So Monday, I was messing around doing some tax stuff. And after I was done with that, I just laid my head down on the couch for a few minutes because I was kind of tired from the weekend. And I guess I conked out pretty hard. Mm. But I 
must have been dreaming or I was dreaming. And so Victor, he was shaking me because I, I woke up and I looked at him and I had this look on my face, I guess. And he's like, Paula. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, what on earth were you dreaming about? And I'm like, what? And he says, you just had this look on your face. And I must have been dreaming about something very, you know, specific because I had this yeah i was very active in my dream i guess so he was trying to wake me up well were you screaming or something i don't know what i was doing but he didn't he, tell you he just said he says you were very like looks very disturbed in my dream oh. and so he said were says, you screaming he, his name and kill 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 no is that no, why I, you woke I, you up and i was shocked? definitely not doing that <laughs> but he says you just had this terrible look on your face and you were very obviously actively like doing something and so he's like what were you dreaming about and i said i'm like i was at this campaign party oh and god <laughs> so i'm like this the presidential candidate was bryant gumbel and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but nobody was talking to him. I said, because he was so unimportant for some reason. Wow. And I'm like, but this person I was talking to, he said that he was going to introduce me to this other person who was really going to um, excel my my career in politics. And I told him I didn't even want to because I, I just took this job because I needed it. And I didn't even want to excel my, my <laughs> career in politics. <laughs> Weird. And, and so Victor's just like, you are watching way too much news. You He's are. Like, you need to like, like scale down the politics stuff. You, I agree completely so. with that. Uh, I agree with that assertion. And then he's like, Bryant Gumble, really? And I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? God, all I <laughs> dreamt about was feeding my face full of bread. <laughs> I literally so. was dreaming about shovel. I was shoveling bread into my mouth. But it was just so bizarre that it was Brian Gumble and he was standing at a podium and he had a party hat on, but nobody was talking to him. How sad. Well, you know, no one talks to Brian Gumble anymore anyway. So maybe you were feeling sorry for him. No, I think what it was that is just that I think the people who are actually running are probably that unimportant. Maybe. I never looked, you know, I've never looked up the dream theory for things of that nature but i'm sure there's symbolisms to it like they're truly just the talking heads well, but everybody else around them are really who's important well that's I don't true know. it is true, it was though. just a weird dream and like you know i was obviously very upset because this person was trying to tell me like oh, i'm gonna introduce you to someone who's gonna really excel your political career and i'm like i don't want to excel my political career i just took <laughs> this job because i needed it so you were inward ugly awkward yeah, Inward, was, inwardly ugly and awkward. Yeah, it was weird. That is weird. I That's know. a very unusual awkward moment. And I was very upset because Victor felt the need to wake me up because I my my face was very upset. Okay, so here's my ugly and awkward moment. I kind of alluded to it yesterday on Facebook. Now, I actually was torn because I had two. They were both fairly minor. One happened and I only embarrassed myself in front of myself. The other one you know, I created somewhat of a scene. I will tell you both only because I think they're both funny. The first okay. one was my daughter is a cheerleader. As you know, we were up uh, up in the hills for an away game yesterday. And away games in, in, in general, obviously, there's going to be more home team fans there. And, and freshman games tend to be pretty sparse in attendance anyway, because they're freshmen. Right. And well, right. this team, they really support their athletes at every level. And so they had a fairly full bleachers for their team our side was a couple of, a smattering of parents and a ton of cheerleaders and that's pretty much all it was and cheerleaders don't pay attention unless they're cheering 
And so they're all just chit-chatting amongst themselves. Well, I really love sports. I'm not a huge fan of basketball, but I do love watching competition. And so ultimately, within a couple of minutes, I'm all in. Even basketball. Sure. And I don't even know any of the kids playing, but it doesn't matter. So I'm watching it and I'm starting to get into it. Well, they're, they're losing, but they're catching up and it's getting to be close. And there's about 45 seconds left of the game. And at this point, people are kind of checking out because they know that the team's going to win. We're losing. No big deal. All of a sudden, we're making a run for it and we're only two points behind. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm, so now I'm completely engaged, forgetting that no one else is because they're not paying attention. (laughs) So a kid makes a three-point shot and now we're two points away from tying it. And I did what you did when Leo won the Golden Globe. Oh. I was like, (laughs) really, really loud. And not only that, I was sitting in the corner by myself and all eyes turned to me. because your daughters. Yes. And I was like, what? He made three points. And it's like, there's nine seconds left. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, but that's the thing is that you forget, first of all, I have no volume control at all. It's not like I can sit there and go, oh, excellent. That was so good. No, I had, I was louder than that kid's mother (laughs) screaming for a three point shot that meant nothing. Do you know how many times that happened to me at flag football? Yes. Yes. All the time. And I was like, I, I was embarrassed because it was just, it was the time where all of a sudden everyone's kind of like, they're quietly packing up their belongings. They're getting, you know, they're arranging their rides. It's time I don't to- understand that. Like, that's how I felt at flag football. I'm yeah. like, why am I cheering louder for your own son? I don't like, know. Like, you should be cheering as loud as I am, if not louder. That's your child. I, you know, and, you know, thank God Daryl's the same way. When we go to, you know, when we go to the Giants games or if we ever go to any kind of game, he is in until the very last whistle blows there is no telling what will happen until the game is officially over and that's kind of how i am too and so and to me it's like this kid just hit three points and put us in i thought it was a huge deal i thank you for justifying my out my outburst because i was really excited and you know whatever i mean maybe it didn't matter and yes we lost we lost anyway but it's not the point it doesn't you know? matter if my son hit a three pointer are you kidding me i mean like i would be out of my mind i'd yes. be like swinging from the rafters ah! i know i know <laughs> but you know it was just you know we just were we're so ill timed that's the thing it's just an ill timing where all of a sudden i'm like hands in the air screaming yes and you know no what? one else is. <laughs> Everybody else sucks. That's my that's my opinion. Maybe you know, that's it. Maybe we're else, not awkward. Maybe everybody we're else is <laughs> underwhelmed. I'm like, you know what? You just suck as a mother. That's right. what I think. You should and be you're cheering. For, yeah. you know, if you're packing up your things and you just missed your son doing a three-point shot, shame yes. on you for being a mother. Right. <laughs> now, the other one, the other one was yesterday I had finished working out. And I was turning on the shower to get in to clean, you know, to shower for the day. And now I know this sounds sexual, but it's so not sexual. I was on my, laying on top of my bed, looking at my phone and I didn't have clothes on and I was (laughs) waiting for the shower to warm up. So I was quickly looking through my phone, waiting for the water to warm up. You're pretty comfortable in your own uh, home, aren't you? I was alone and my door was shut. I would never do that. Really? I just, you know what? There's just too much going on. There's too many animals or people in my house at any given moment. Well, you know what? That will go away as they grow older and you get into a bigger place. But 
I was just so I'm just laying there naked and looking at my phone really quick. And I'm like, all right, not even not even 30 seconds. So I get up and, you know, I have very big boobs. Yes. I get up and I go to push myself up and I snag my nipple under my hand. Ow! I swear to God, Paul, I thought I ripped my nip off. I really, I'd be really did. To look. I really, I did look down. It burnt. It was like the worst Indian burn I've ever had in my <laughs> life. I, I said, you can Indian "Who burn does that? Nipple. Who does that? I do that." Ow. And yeah, then putting putting warm water on it did not help the situation whatsoever. Luckily, well, I mean, it did not rip. Fix that. I mean, I mean, can you put Neil Sporn on? Well, I didn't rip. I mean, there's no, there's no rip or tear or anything. It just hurt really bad. Jeez, yeah, really. I can imagine calling the nurse <laughs> advice line for that. I ripped oh, my I, nip off I, with I, my own hand. What? My, my nipple an Indian burn. How do you do okay, that, ma'am? We appreciate people who call with real concerns. <laughs> this is not for jokes. No, I'm not joking. Put some ice on it. I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was really funny. But yeah, I, I was funny. my my loud outbursts. That's so funny. anyway. Well, I don't know who this. I would say either we both lose or <laughs> it's just like the week of losers. Well, the week I of don't winners. know. I mean, I did scream in front of okay, people. Okay, you win scene. then. You win. Ten you points. Win. Just a, it was a small. It was a small win. Small victory. Small victories. So. Yes. Winner, winner, winner. Okay. So it is the uh, day of the Super Bowl when yes. this episode drops. Yes. So if we follow my son's predictions for winners, mm-hmm. uh, what he says is is that because Peyton Manning is no longer injured okay. and he likes his commercials, okay, <laughs> he thinks that uh, the Broncos are going to win. All right. And he also says that uh, because of the Carolina Panthers, the guy that wears the weird pants, mm-hmm. he does not like the that guy. Oh. Uh, he only further solidifies his uh, prediction that the Broncos are going to win. So All right. That's how my son has chosen who's going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. I am all in on the Carolina Panthers. I think okay. they're going to I think they're going to win. I don't give a crap what anybody else says. I love Cam Newton. I think he's great for the uh, NFL. He loves his fans. He loves children. He's uh, charitable. He is uh, very much a character, and people think he's arrogant, but I don't care. I think is that he's the guy great. with the weird pants. Probably. I okay. don't know about. I don't know about his weird pants. All I know is that he always gives the football to a child, and he is a really big fan of. The franchise and of the of Carol the, the community. He's just a big, big proponent of it, and he's a fan of everything he does. And he's celebratory, and I think that's awesome. And I would love to see them win. And I don't want the Broncos winning in Northern California at all. So this time next week, uh, I say go pr- go Panthers, and Ryan says go Broncos. Yes. All right. So anyways, go so sports. We'll- Anyways, well, I think that's pretty much a wrap, And unless you have anything else you want to add. I think we're done. I think we are done here. We've yes. done enough damage for the day. We have. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for uh, listening. Uh, we've uh, noticed quite a quite a climb in the numbers recently. Yes. So if we have any new listeners, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank and, you. And uh, for our veteran listeners, thank you, as always, for staying tuned in and listening to us uh, week after week we appreciate your uh, patronage yes and thank you for sharing the show with your friends and relatives keep up that shopping on amazon and mm-hmm. avon as well and and any other sites that you shop on the ugly mall follow us on twitter and facebook um other than that uh have a fabulous week hope you enjoy your super bowl and uh 
Don't forget to shop your uh, weed shops for your vagina suppositories. Yes, by all means. Let us know how that goes. (laughs) Let us know how everything comes out or uh, stays in. Watch your will. (laughs) Other than that, have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Ugly Truth. If you're interested in keeping up with The Uglies, then follow them on Twitter at The Ugly Truth. Friend them at Facebook.com slash Ugly Truth. Or leave comments on our shows at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. Until next time, be ugly and own it.